All right, so I'm going to start and today we're going to talk about we're going to talk about understanding our salvation, you know, further understanding our salvation. That's really uh, what um, we're going to be talking about today. And I shared that YouTube video from Andrew Womack just to give us a I thought it gave like a picture understanding of who we really are, you know, who are we really? You know, everybody, every human being, right? We are comprised of a spirit, a soul, and a body. Hallelujah. You and I, we, are, we have a spirit, we have a soul, and the spirit and the soul are housed in our physical body that we see and we relate with, you know? And um, our main text will be taken from 1 Thessalonians 5.23. That text was also shared, you know, in the YouTube uh, video you know, and um, all right, I will time myself. Thank you. So that text was also shared in the YouTube video, but the Bible also elaborates, really, the Bible elaborates who we really are, that look, beyond what part of us really, and it's important that we understand this, so we know what really happened when we got saved, you know, so we know what really transpired when we got saved, hallelujah, you know, because really, I mean, for me, when I got saved many, many, many years later, I'm still today understanding what really happens at salvation. It's like the Holy Spirit is still elaborating. So if you look at 1 Thessalonians 5.23, it says, Now may the God of peace make you holy in every way, and may your whole spirit and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. Praise the Lord. So the word of God helps us to really narrow down on who we really are, you know, that we are a spirit, we have a soul, and we live in a body. So we are three-part beings. Hallelujah. The body is obvious, right? It's our flesh. We live in a body. And the Bible also elaborates that we are home in the body, you know, and then we have a soul. So what is the soul? You know, our body is pretty much this physical casing that, that is holding all our organs and tissues together. Is the body the part that was born again? No. The body is not the part that was born again. Hallelujah. And sometimes the body is also referred to as flesh. But again, we will discuss as we continue. And we have a soul. You know, from that video, we understand that our soul is comprised of our mind, our will, our emotions, and even our conscience. If you think about it, that's a part of us that makes decisions, intellectual decisions. It decides where we want to live. That's a part of us that goes to school and gets the good grades and gets the degrees. Hallelujah. And the word of God, again, emphasizes the soul. You know, if you um, let's look at Hebrews 4 verse 12. Hebrews 4 verse 12 kind of tells us how the word of God operates, you know, and I'll open that in a minute. It tells us how the word of God operates, you know, when it, it's elaborating about the power of the word of God and how it cuts through. Hallelujah. So I'm just going to turn to Hebrews 4 verse 12 very quickly. All right. Hebrews 4 12 says, for the word of God is alive and powerful. It is sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, between joint and marrow. It exposes our innermost thoughts 
and desires. Hallelujah. So you see, we have a soul, that soul, like we said, that soul is a part of us actually also that reads the word of God. Is a part that can read, you know, it's a part that can understand the word. Hallelujah. But the fundamental thing is that you and I were spirits. You know, we were created in the very image and likeness of God. And the Bible says that God is a spirit. So we too, we are spirits. Beyond that, we also know that when we became born again, guess what part of us became born again? It is that spirit that was born again. And you will hear that as we've shared in our Sunday school, we've, we've mentioned like your born again spirit, you know, that is truly the part of us that came alive. Why? Because Jesus supplied eternal life into it. The minute you and I made that decision and we say, Lord Jesus, I accept you as my Lord and savior, right? He put, the Bible says that he gave us, he gave us a new nature. Hallelujah. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. We have a lot of scriptures, you know, why? Because this is somewhat similar to Sunday school. So I encourage us, let's take notes. Let's understand where we're coming from. And it's important we understand these, these things, you know, it's important. These are foundational truths that we all need to understand. The sooner we understand, the better we will be able to have a good idea of how things like faith or how things like demonstrating the love of God, how it should work, you know, because you're a born again spirit, right? You have the life of God in you, but yet sometimes your body is doing opposite, hallelujah, to what the word of God says. And people ask themselves like, what happened now? I thought this person was saved, what happened? The bottom line is that yes, that person is saved, but the word of God is needed, right? The word of God is needed so that change can now manifest in the body. Hallelujah. So that change can manifest in the body. Otherwise, the change is limited to the born again spirit. Hallelujah. So if we look at 2 Corinthians 5.17, which I'm about to share. Second, <coughs> excuse me. That scripture says... I'll read from the Amplified Version. It says, therefore, if anyone, any person is engrafted in Christ, the Messiah, he is a new creation. He says a new creature altogether. The old has passed away. Behold, the fresh and new has come. Hallelujah. So that's what, what the word of God tells us. Then we, when we become born again, we become new creatures. Hallelujah. The old has passed away. So you wonder what part of me was old that has passed away? What part of me was old that has passed away? My body is still exactly the same. You know, if I was a hundred pounds before my salvation, before I, I took the salvation, before I prayed to receive Jesus, I'm still exactly the hundred pounds. If I went to school before I became saved, it doesn't take away from your degree. The part of us that really has changed at salvation, right when we, we, we pray that prayer, that part of us that has changed is that spirit. Hallelujah. That's, and that's really what Andrew Womack was speaking about. That part of us that, that has been transformed, you know, is that born again spirit. And God desires that all parts of us prosper, you know, and what does it mean to prosper? It means to grow. And that's what that first Thessalonians 5.23 was saying. It says, may the God of peace make you holy in every way. May your whole spirit 
and soul and body be kept blameless until our Lord Jesus Christ comes again. So God expects that we should grow up in our soul, in our spirit, and in our body. But to help us understand this, it means that once you're born again, right, we need to grow up spiritually. We need to grow up in that born again spirit. That born again spirit, it needs the word of God for nourishment. It needs to grow up. Otherwise, it will not have any impact in making decisions. Hallelujah. It will not have any impact. That's why, for example, you will hear of maybe somebody who has been born again, who maybe who has been born again, who, but who cannot, who had a habit before being born again. And still, he's, he has taken the salvation prayer, but that habit, he's still struggling. You know, our pastor has shared about him being a smoker, and then he made a decision to become born again. And yet, it was, it was a bit of a struggle. Why, why do you think that happened? That happened because his spirit needed to be full of the word of God, so that that spirit can start instructing the body about who the new man now is. Hallelujah that's you know is the spirit that has now received the freedom in jesus so it's that born again spirit that can now start informing the body that no 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 body you're not going to crave smoking anymore hallelujah because jesus is now lord but there is a dependency on the word of god the believer needs the word of god to grow hallelujah that word of god is the primary source of our growth we've shared this we've discussed this so i'm sure that we understand it but we're going to look at the scripture hallelujah <coughs> and i apologize i'm um, we're going to look at how we grow you know we're going to look at what is god's expectation for us to grow how are we supposed to grow you know the word of God tells us that we need the nourishment of the word of God to grow. And that we can find that in first Peter two, verse two. Again, we'll look at that scripture and I'll just mute because I think uh, the air is a little dry where I am. So I'm just going to take some time to cough. So um, if we look at that scripture, it says, like newborn babies, you should crave, the Amplified says, thirst for, earnestly desire, the pure, unadulterated spiritual milk, milk, that by it you may be nurtured and grow unto completed salvation. Praise the Lord. So, you know, the word of God is the source of our growth. Hallelujah. I mean, think of your born again spirit. Like, can you go? Think of your born again spirit, like a brand new baby that was born. And now it needs milk. It needs to be fed. Otherwise, it will remain immature. And guess what? The flesh will always dominate every single time. You know, so Pastor Chuka really needed the word of God to help him to stop the smoking cravings. But his spirit, even though that spirit was born again, every, I mean, that spirit had received all the freedom that Jesus had made available. But now that spirit needed to be strong enough to inform the born again spirit needed to be strong enough to inform the body that no, 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 no. We're not going to smoke anymore. The same way when your body is sick, right? When your body is sick, you know, we, and we know what Jesus has promised. We know that Jesus has promised us healing. 
right? But now your born again spirit needs to inform, needs to be strong enough to inform your flesh that look, you are whole, hallelujah, you are whole. And that is how we receive our healing in our body, hallelujah. That is exactly how we receive our healing in our body. So we continue to declare to our body that, look, I am healed. I'm healed, you know, and that's where we need the soul. The soul needs to receive the word of God, right? The soul needs, the soul is the one part that has understanding about the word of God. And then once the soul receives that and starts meditating on the word of God and building faith, hallelujah, that is where the body lays hold of it. And you are able to receive the physical manifestation. Praise the Lord. You know, so I am a, of course, I'm so used to Sunday school that I'm, that continuing to preach, I want to stop and I want everybody to kind of like chime in and kind of share at this point, but I'm going to resist that urge. Praise the Lord. I'm going to resist that, you know? So every one of us, God expects that we get to a place where we grow and we build a stronger spirit. Once you have a stronger spirit, first of all, the fruits of the spirit, will start to be evident in your life. Can anyone think of an example, one of the fruits of the spirit? Can anyone share or meet yourself and share what are one of the fruits of the spirit? That's one, that's something that happens as a result of somebody who is born again and then now starts to hear the word of God, starts to get discipled, starts to renew their mind with the word of God one of the things that will naturally happen is that it starts to, this, the born again spirit starts to break through into the flesh. One of the fruits of his spirit is the love of God. The love of God, it starts to become evident in a believer's life. Praise the Lord. So now how do we grow us, uh, that born again spirit every day? We are all saved, right? So how now do we grow that born again spirit that has been saved? How do we make sure it grows? Because we know that if it does not grow, it means that it's like nothing changes. Hallelujah. It's like nothing changes. You want to make a decision. The flesh will make that decision because the flesh has been making the decision all this time. Hallelujah. The flesh is, is like by default. But now it's, it becomes imperative for us as born again children of God, who now we, our spirits are now made alive. Our spirit has now received the Holy Spirit. We now need to grow. One of the primary ways that we grow our born again spirit is by renewing our mind with the word of God. We need to get to a place where we fellowship closely with the word of God every day. Hallelujah. The more you and I read uh, the word of God, the more our souls now starts to catch on to what Jesus did on the cross. Hallelujah. And our soul starts to really see in God's mirror. Remember that mirror that, that we saw in that YouTube video we watched. We'll read the scripture now, James 1. Our soul now starts to say, oh, I'm supposed to be healed. Oh, I am delivered. Hallelujah. Oh, I'm, I've been set free. So let's look at James 1, 23 to 25. So it's like the soul now catches on and says, and starts to realize that, oh, this is what Jesus did on the cross. Oh, I've been forgiven. I'm free. Hallelujah. I've been forgiven. I'm free. I'm complete in Jesus. You know, thank you, Sister Each, for sharing about the fruits of the spirit. Thank you for that. All right. So let's read James 1, 23 to 25 tells us, for if anyone only listens to the word without obeying it and being a doer of it. He is like a man who looks carefully at his own face in a mirror. 
for he thoughtfully observes himself and then goes off and promptly forgets what he was like. But he who looks carefully into the faultless law, the law of liberty, this is the word of God. If you and I look carefully into the, into the word of God, and if we're faithful to it and is faithful to it and perseveres in looking into it, be not a heedless listener who forgets, but an active doer who obeys, he shall be blessed in his doing. Praise the Lord. You know, part of that blessing is in that spiritual growth. You will start to grow spiritually, you know? So that's why, you know, sometimes when people say, oh, I've been born again 15 years, you know, you really have to ask yourself like, look, have you been looking into the mirror of the word of God and letting it and absorbing who you really are in those 15 years? Hallelujah. <laughs> Somebody just sent me a text and say, resist. <laughs> I'm going to resist, resist opening up for comments. So until you and I renew our mind, right, to the word of God on our healing, on our freedom, on our deliverance, it will not be released through our soul to our bodies to receive healing. The same way, if you're trusting God for wisdom, until you and I renew our mind to what God's word says about wisdom, specifically scriptures on wisdom, it will not be released through our soul to our bodies to receive the wisdom. The same way, if you struggled with self-confidence, you, you as a born-again child of God, you now need to renew your mind on who you are in Christ Jesus. That will now start changing you, how you see yourself. You will now start seeing yourself the way God sees you as an overcomer and not a failure. I mean, I struggled with this because if, if you're not careful, especially if you're in America, in this country, you will struggle with how the world sees black people and that expectation. But at a point I had to ask myself, am I first a child of God or, am, or do I now have to see myself as a minority, as somebody who, who, who I now start to expect that people will treat me this way. So primarily our first identity has to be who we are in Christ Jesus. That will start changing our actions, that will start changing our expectation. You, we will start seeing ourselves as overcomers, not as victims, hallelujah, not as victims. And that's, that's how God expects you and I to start to grow. Because really when you're born again, you are like a little child. But the bottom line is you could be born again for 15 years and still remain a little child if you do not renew your mind with the word of God and grow from there. Hallelujah. You and I, we have to renew our thinking. We have to renew our mind. Otherwise, we will default to the world's way and what and our flesh and our soul's way of how things are always done. You know, praise the Lord. That will not be our portion in Jesus' name. We're going to look at Romans 12. We're going to look at from verse 1 to 2. Romans 12 from verse 1 to 2. You know, again, I encourage us to take notes. By the grace of God, you know, um, we this is potentially something that we can open up for a conversation uh, soon. You know, again, only because it's important that each of us, all of us understand these concepts. These concepts are foundational concepts, but they are things that once you understand it, then it will guide 
how much of a dependency you and I need on the word of God and how much a lot of our natural thinking has to change. And if our natural thinking does not change, then it means that we will want, we will now wonder, but God, you said I'm free. How come I'm not free? Your word says I'm free. How come I'm not free? Or they will say, I thought, um, the word of God says that you should be healed. How come I'm not healed? It is because your soul needs to take a grasp of that. You need to renew your mind with that word of God and receive it in your body. Hallelujah. So Romans 12 verse 1 to 2. Romans 12 verse 1 to 2. We actually shared this word in um, the 2020 uh, women's conference from uh, from the fountain of the large uh, parent church. So we shared this, you know, and by the grace of God, the word of God, I'm sharing this again. The word of God is ever, ever fresh, ever green, and we're ever learning. Hallelujah. We're ever learning. We're going to look at it in um, the Passion as well as the New Living Translation. So I'll start from New Living Translation. It says, and so dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you to give your bodies to God because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living and holy sacrifice, the kind he will find acceptable. He says, this is truly the way to worship him. Verse two, that's our main uh, key scripture. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Hallelujah. By changing the way you think, then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Hallelujah. So you see, the only way once you're born again, right? Like when, when people are born again in church, we don't sit down and tell them, look, oh, now that you're born again, you're going to have to follow all these rules. Don't do this. Don't do that. No, 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 no. That's not how true change comes. True change comes by us letting God transform us by the renewing of our mind. If you look in the New King James Version, he says, and do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind that you may prove what is the good an acceptable and perfect will of God. The way you and I renew our mind, that we start to change, that we start to effect change in our circumstances, we start to effect change in our entire life is through the word of God. The word of God is the only factor that can change us. Hallelujah. It was the word of God that was able to transform Pastor Chuka from somebody who struggled with smoking to somebody who was able to receive the deliverance that Jesus made available in his born again spirit. Hallelujah. And it started to change his mind. The same way, if you think about love, the same way how the fruit of the spirit starts to manifest. The more you renew your mind, then your thinking even starts to change. How you see things starts to change. How you see people starts to change. Hallelujah. And then when you start to acknowledge the good things that Jesus has done, that is where you now start to experience supernatural results. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. So let's also read a couple of scriptures. We'll read a, a couple of scriptures. Uh, thank you, uh, Sister Mayo. Renewing our minds is a process. Absolutely. Renewing our mind is a lifelong process. As long as you and I are born again, we need the word of God to help us to renew our mind. In fact, it is the word of God that will tell us, yes, this is God's will. And no, this is not God's will. Hallelujah. God's will is becomes 
primary to how we live our lives. It becomes primary to how we parent our children. It should become primary to our approach about work, even in our business. God's word should now dominate. We should not now lean on the wisdom of the world. God's word should now be primary. It should be the primary thing on which our life, our faith, our principles, our motivations are based on. Otherwise, we will yield to the wisdom of the world and it will not profit much. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's how we start to recognize and acknowledge who we really are by looking at the mirror of the word of God. Remember, when God was speaking to Joshua and Joshua won it, he was telling him, look, it has to be a day and night effort. You have to meditate on the word of God day and night. And that is your key for success. That is the key for us as well living a successful life that God, living the life that God has called you to, it is going to be based primarily on the word of God. So this is why you and I, we have to get into a place whereby we have a steady, consistent habit of fellowshipping with the word of God for ourselves. Beyond that, we also need to be in a church. Hallelujah. We also need to be planted in a born again, believing church where the word of God is preached day in, day out, where God has put pastors, we're going to get into more detail on that, where God has put pastors, apostles, prophets in there for, so that you and I can be fully equipped, hallelujah, so that we can be fully equipped to function the way that God purposed for us to function in this world, not in heaven, but right here in this world, hallelujah. So as part of the purpose for God creating us, God has put everything that we need to succeed as a born again child of God. He has made it available, but everything has to become through knowledge. We read that yesterday in second Peter, we're going to read it again. So I'm going to share a couple of scriptures. First of all, being Joshua 1, 8. Again, I encourage us take notes. I'm sharing the word, go back and check it for yourself. Hallelujah. Go back and understand it for yourself. Don't just take it for granted. Hallelujah. I can miss it too. By the grace of God, you know, I won't. But go back so that you can feed your spirit, your born again spirit, and know it for yourself. Something that you know for yourself, nobody can come and debate you out of it. Praise the Lord. So the word of God, um, this is God's word to Joshua. He says, Joshua, study this book of instruction continually. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. And then he tells him, only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Hallelujah. So it means even uh, in my, as a born again child of God, God expects you and I to succeed. It means all those situations that come, right? That challenge my faith. God expects you and I to have renewed our minds and to be so full of the word of God and to have such a strong spirit that can stand up and resist, hallelujah, resist the devil at every turn and live that overcoming life. That's God's expectation for you and I. We're also going to look at another scripture, Proverbs 4, Proverbs 4 from verse 20 to 22. Again, I'm going to look at two versions of the Bible. It will only help us to understand. And um, I will look at this in the Amplified as well as the New Living Translation. It says, my child, pay attention to what I say. 
Listen carefully to my words. Don't lose sight of them. Let them penetrate deep into your heart, for they bring life to those who find them and healing to their whole body. We're going to read this in the Amplified as well. It says, my son, my daughter, attend to my words. That's what God is saying to us this morning. Attend to my word. Make it primary. You have to, because otherwise you would default to the, your ways of the flesh. Hallelujah. Attend to my word. Attend to your Bible. Go get a reading plan. Go give yourself a plan to read the gospels. It be it one chapter a day. Read it and put it in your heart. Put it in your mouth. Put it in your ears. If you cannot read and you can listen, get the you version on your phone. Listen to it. Let the word be in your heart. Hallelujah. He says, consent and submit to my sayings. And then 21 says, let them, let these words not depart from your side. Let the word of God not depart from your side. Don't let something else inform you about who you are in Christ Jesus. It's the word of God that will tell you what Jesus did on the cross for you. It will tell you about your inheritance. You know, that, that open page that we said that, that open check that we said that God wrote, for us as born again children of God, you will find it with over 7,000 promises to add to that God has designed to address every situation you and I will face. We're going to find it from the word of God. But God is saying that word has to penetrate into your heart. It has to be in the center of your heart before it starts to give life to you, before it starts to bring healing and health to all your flesh. And that's is how we grow as a born again believer. Hallelujah. That is how you and I grow. If you, if for example, you decide, well, I'm not going to read the word of God. Guess what? You will, I mean, it's like, it's like you deciding not to eat. It's like you deciding not to eat. Has anybody ever tried it? You know, I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to even refer to it as fasting, but you don't eat. In your body, you have no strength, right? You have no strength. The same way spiritually, if you do not, if you do not take care to renew, to be renewed in the, in your born again spirit, right? A strong spirit. You need a strong spirit to just even tackle your everyday. Hallelujah! Because there are things coming at you from every direction. Every day, there's new report of a new variant. You need the word of God so that you can resist that so that you can resist that thought that comes to you that what if this happened you need the word of god to respond but you need also that word of god needs to be in your spirit hallelujah before it will come out you cannot you can't fight what you don't even know hallelujah but god's intent is that we are never hopeless but we are full of strength because we have re immersed ourselves to the word of god hallelujah I heard that word a couple of years ago uh, from Gene Copeland, that we should immerse ourselves in the word of God. We should be at a place where we are students of the word of God, reading the word, applying the word in your actions, mm. declaring the word to yourself, hallelujah, meditating on the word. That word meditating is very important that we understand it. It's very important that we understand what does it mean to meditate on the word of God? The word meditate means you're chewing over something. 
you have read it. You are considering it. Hallelujah. You are contemplating it. You are, you are, you are deliberating it. Hallelujah. Some people actually, to help them meditate, they will journal a certain scripture and they will actually memorize it. They will put it in their heart. I mean, I remember when I was little, when I was little, right? And um, I, <laughs> in front of our house, you know, there were these, there was this little Muslim school. They used to call them Kill. You know, there was this Muslim school where they would just teach the little kids, right? And they would teach them that even you in the house, if you are not careful, you will start to, you will start to, uh, you will start to know exactly what they were teaching those little kids, the Islamic uh, sayings that they were teaching them. This, I mean, even people in the world know the power of the spoken word, how much more the power of the word of God that created the heavens and the earth. So we need to put it in our hearts. I mean, I started something with our kids that I need to continue doing. I need to continue, like every day on the way to school, we will share a scripture. And we, but I just realized I have to challenge them more. We have to move from that scripture. We have to move to another scripture so that they, I start consciously putting the word in their heart, in their mouth as well. And I, I start telling them, you are the head, you are not the tail. And then next week, I start also declaring with long life, God will satisfy you. You know, the word of God has to be living and active in our eyes, in our mouth, in our ears. We have to, that's why you can't afford to miss church. You cannot, church is part of God's design to cause you to grow. My husband and I, that's how we grew. We grew in church. Never mind, I was born again for years. Thank you, Sister Eva. Sister Eva is preaching. Thank you, my sister. Like a sponge soaks up water. We soak up the word. So when life presses on us, the word is effortlessly released. Hallelujah. So even if you dream funny dreams, you don't need to be afraid. You can declare the word of God and move on and keep going. You know, like, you know, sometimes some people dream, oh, I ate in my dream. Wake up, declare to yourself that, look, even if I eat poison, it will not harm me in the name of Jesus. And because you fully believe the word of God and you have received it as truth, nothing poisonous will harm you. Hallelujah. Nothing poisonous. God did not put you and I. God did not enable us to be born again so that we are helpless in this world. For every circumstance that you and I will face, there is provision for it. There is provision. There are certain words that God has put, right? I mean, I can't even tell you millions of times that I will go to church, right? When we're going to, and even church here, there are words that I have never discussed with my husband. I've never discussed with the pastor, but yet I know that God is speaking right to me. That's how we grow. And I take that word and that word just that, that, that becomes like the basis of my meditation on that situation. I'll give you an example. A couple of years ago, I was frustrated in my role. I was tired. I wanted a new role. You know, in fact, I wanted a promotion. And I was just telling God, God, I'm tired. You know, I just want a promotion. I went to church. I think it was like a Thursday. And the pastor was Pastor Victor who was sharing the word. He said sharing a testimonial. So I, I just said to myself, you know, and, and I just listened. I listened. And that's another thing. You can also be in church too, and you can also disconnect. So you see where the devil also tries to distract us from this word. You know, in the morning, you try to read the word, sleep will carry you. No, no, no. It's a fight. You know, you can't afford it. 
So you have to look for where in your schedule that you can accommodate the word. Back to my story. So Pastor Victor was sharing about how he got randomly got called and he doesn't even have the qualifications for the job, but the favor of God just was upon him. Somebody else was interviewing. That person was had all the qualifications, had all the master's degree and, and the favor of God stepped in for him. He got picked up for that role. And you know, all of a sudden faith got charged up in my heart. I heard that word. Faith got charged up in my heart. And I said to Chuka and my husband on the way home, ah, you know, so I, I even asked him, I said, you think God was speaking to me? He said, of course, God is speaking to you. I took that word. And on the basis of that, I applied for my next role. I got that promotion. Hallelujah. You know, so you see how the word of God is. It's living and active. It's living and active, full of power, intended to cause change, intended to cause change. And you cannot neglect that change. You can't roll over and play dead. The word is how we overcome. That word has to be spoken from your mouth to every mountain. You cannot keep quiet. Hallelujah. You have to tell that mountain, be it in your life, be it in your children's life, be it in that situation. Speak to that mountain. Don't hold back. Don't hold back. God did not cause you to, God did not create you and enable you to be born again. So you can roll over and just say, well, what's going to be, is going to be. No, 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 no. That is a lie of the devil. That is a lie of the devil. If God's word declares that by the stripes of Jesus, you are healed. And you look at your symptoms and you're asking yourself that, well, since I'm not feeling the pain, since I'm still feeling the pain, I must not be healed now. This thing is not working. If you follow this route, it means that you are allowing your five senses. What are your five senses? Your eyes, your nose, your mouth. You're, you're allowing your feelings to, to dominate you and to dictate the circumstances. The word of God should be what should be dictating the circumstances. You should, you and I, if you're feeling symptoms, continue to declare to your body, body, you are healed. What part of you is making that declaration? It is the soul that, have that has received the promise of God on healing that continues to inform the body. I am healed. And you know, the soul will communicate through the mouth. I am healed. I am whole, nothing missing, nothing broken the same way you declare the word over your children every day. Great is their peace. Hallelujah. Great is their peace. They are fruitful. Hallelujah. They bring forth their fruits in his due season, you know, because over time, the word starts getting layered in your heart. Hallelujah. It becomes in your heart and you pull it out of your heart as you need to for that specific situation. And that's exactly what Jesus did. The Bible tells us about the Lord Jesus in Hebrews 12 from verse 1 to 3. It tells us about the Lord Jesus, Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. We're going to look at that in the, in the Passion, Hebrews 12, 1 to 3. My apologies, though. I'm, I'm, also, I'm also the one pulling the scripture. So it will take me, there's a little bit of a pause in between. So I will share, I will share that now. So Hebrews 12, 1 to 3, and I'm also going to open up the passion, you know. Okay, it says, therefore, I'll read from New Living Translation first on the left. It says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a huge crowd of witnesses to the life of faith, let us strip off every weight that slows us down 
especially the sin that so easily trips us up. And let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. Verse two is a key. It says, we do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. He says, because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. Now he's seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Hallelujah. So I, I want you to look at verse two in uh, the passion on the right. He says, we look away from the natural realm and we focus our attention and expectation onto Jesus who birthed faith within us and who leads us forward into faith's perfection. Hallelujah. That's what we do. We look away from that natural realm. You have to start to train yourself to look away from the physical circumstances. Look away. Look away from how bad it seems. Look away from what the news is saying and start to focus on Jesus and his word on that situation. And start, your mouth, you cannot be silent. You cannot afford to be silent. Your mouth has to declare the, your, the word. That word is the sword of the spirit. That sword, that is how you fight the good fight of faith by declaring the word and looking away. Fix your attention on the word of God. And that's what, how Jesus overcame. Remember, Jesus was human as well. But there was a glory ahead. He looked away from them beating him up. He looked away from the pain of the cross. Hallelujah. He put up with everything and he focused on that end result according to the word that God had given him. The same way with Abraham. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that Romans 4 from verse 20 to 21. I mean, um, I have to really look. There's a place that says that he was fully persuaded. He was fully persuaded. But then there's, there's and, and I will open that up. Let's, let's look at it. Romans 4, 17 to 21. I will expand it. Because there's a place that said he did not consider himself, his own deadened body or Sarah's deadened womb. You know, there's, there's a scripture that says that. And we'll look at that. We'll look at that. Um, okay, that's verse 19. Verse 19, it says, and Abraham's faith. Oh, yeah, yeah. Pastor Chuka, maybe you'll help me. Can you help me find that scripture that says that he did not consider his body that was as good as dead? You know, he considered not. All right, so let's, let's read it from verse 17 anyway. Holy Spirit will help me. He says, that is what the scriptures mean when God told him, I have made you the father of many nations. He says, this happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Verse 18, even when there was no reason for hope, Abraham kept hoping, believing that he would become the father of many nations. For God had said to him, that's how many descendants you will have. 19, he says, and Abraham's faith did not weaken, even though at about 100 years of age, he figured his body was as good as dead. And so was Sarah's womb. 20, he says, Abraham never wavered in believing God's promise. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this, he brought glory to God. He was fully convinced that God is able to do whatever he promises. Hallelujah. Abraham, he looked away from his body being as good as dead. Because I'm sure he was reminded every day. 
I don't know what you and I need to look away from. We need to put back, fix back your focus on Jesus and his word. That word is your anchor. That word is your anchor. We're going to get that scripture. Oh, Sister Maya, that's Hebrews 4.12. Thank you. That's, that word is where you fix all your concentration on. Hallelujah. If you have to journal it, journal it. If you have to repeat it to yourself 10 times a day, repeat it to yourself. That word, the Bible says, it will bring healing and health to your flesh. Hallelujah. It is what will strengthen your born again spirit so that you can stand in that situation. So that you can stand in that situation. Thank you, Pastor Peter. You know, that word is vital. And that is where we need to grow. We need to grow. Hallelujah. It's great. Abraham, he immersed himself fully in what God had told him until he became fully convinced. If you are still double-minded, it is because you have not fully immersed yourself in the promise of God on that situation. Abraham was meditating on all the imagery. I don't know if you've read the Old Testament. You see that Abraham went and was counting stars at a point and God was communication, communicating to him on that basis. He meditated on all the imagery and the word of God that God gave him to the point where his double-mindedness was no longer there. If you and I, if we're still double-minded about what could happen, then it, it means that you and I were not fully convinced just yet. It means that you have to go back again meditate on that word of God, meditate on it, convince yourself based on what God has done on the ability of God, go back, look for other witnesses from the scripture, hallelujah, other witnesses from the scripture, go back, remind yourself that God has sworn an oath, hallelujah, that he will not change his mind concerning his word, concerning you, that is how we build ourselves on the word of God, and we start to, we you build your spirit so strong that your spirit will now tell your body, body, better calm down and stop getting worried. This thing is done. It's a done matter. Hallelujah. And I think we've shared also about how Dodiosin, Dodiosin, uh, even till today, 30 years later, after having received a negative report from the doctor, she's still feeding herself with the medicine of the word of God. Hallelujah. When you, I mean, think about it. When you go to the doctor and they give you prescribed medicine and they tell you take this at 12 noon take it at 6 p.m you won't play with the dosage of the timing how much more the life of god the word of god that can cut through any situation that can cut through any tissue any organ and give you and i the victory hallelujah how much more how much more so you see we cannot afford to play with the word of god we cannot afford to play with the word of god the word of God has to, is the source of the growth, is the source of your day-to-day -day strength to overcoming. Hallelujah. Is the source of you going from a child to somebody who becomes mature. Something else that gives that born again spirit strength is when you pray in tongues. When you pray in tongues, hallelujah. The Bible says that in Joel, no, 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 the book of Jude, my apologies. That when you pray in tongues, you, you are edified, you are edified. You, you also, you strengthen that your born again spirit. You strengthen that your born again spirit. And I encourage us, we've talked about baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you're not baptized in the Holy Spirit, it's critical that you be baptized in the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. That will help you because there are times where your natural ability, right? Your natural ability to pray, your words are limited. 
And this is where the Holy Spirit helps us to pray mysteries in the spirit. Hallelujah. Mysteries in the spirit. So we've also talked. Thank you, Pastor Chuka, for that reminder. We've also talked about being dis discipled within a church. You know, I will read that scripture. Um, I will just, we've talked about that. I will just, um, just so we understand from the basis of the word of God, we'll look at Ephesians 5, uh, 4, Ephesians 4 from verse 11 to 12, you know, because, you know, I mean, I mean, at a point, somebody was telling me, you know, sometimes people have this thought that, oh, you know, we don't need to go to church anymore. We don't need to go to church. I can grow on my own. You know, you can grow on your own, but guess what? Your growth is limited. Why? Because God has put help for you and I in the church. I give that example, you know. Now, these are the gifts Christ gave to the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, the teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people to do his work and build up the church, the body of Christ. Part of our building up will be from the church. That's why you and I are here. But now I'm encouraging you and I, if you want to grow, then don't, don't put the church as a negotiate, attending church and hearing the word. It should not even be negotiable anymore. Why? Because that's your born again spirit cannot afford, afford to be malnourished. Hallelujah. It cannot afford to be malnourished. It needs to be strong. Hallelujah. It needs to be strong so that it can have influence on your life as a whole. Hallelujah. If it's not strong, it's like, it's like me putting boxing gloves on a two-year-old and say, oh yeah, eh. Go, go out, go out fight now. Go out fight. I mean, it's a waste of time. Hallelujah. That will not be our portion. And some things start to happen as a result of you putting the word in your heart. You start to become more spiritually minded. Hallelujah. The Bible tells us that when the spirit controls our mind, it leads to a life of and peace. Romans 8, 6. We've talked about the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit just flow out of you. You know, one of them is love. You start understanding, you know how it is. You cannot hang with God and not, and not be impacted by his nature. His nature is love. The Bible tells us that the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Spirit. You start to really wonder, ah, now, wow, how am I loving people like this? It's because you're not loving from your natural love reservoir. You are loving from a divine love now. Why? Because your strong spirit is giving out that love. Hallelujah. You start to bear fruit. Then that strong spirit starts to sustain you. Proverbs 18, 14 tells us the spirit of a man will sustain him in sickness. But who can bear a broken spirit? So a strong spirit starts to sustain you in any situation. A strong spirit becomes confident, established, unmovable, and ready for anything. Hallelujah. It starts to trouble the trouble before the devil brings the trouble. Hallelujah. Before you have a health challenge, you've already been feeding yourself on the word. Hallelujah. That strong spirit gets you through anything. I'll give you a quick story. One of our pastors, Pastor Comfort, gave this story. And the day she told it, I was just, I, I was just, I didn't even know, I was just quiet for a few minutes because I was just, she was ministering the word in Lagos. She was ministering the word. And for whatever reason, some, a church member came out and slapped her physically slapped her face i mean let's just be real we're still human beings though we're still human beings and all of us but depending on how much of the word of god that you have in your spirit and how strong your spirit is you are either going to respond carnally 
or you're going to, and what's the kind of response? You fight back with all your might. You punch back, pastor or no pastor. But if your spirit has been strong, and thank God, Pastor Comfort's spirit was very strong. She held herself back. She held herself back. She was embarrassed, yes, but she held herself back. That one is just even somebody smacking you on the face. Hallelujah. But, I mean, that's just an example that is really, you are going to respond whether your, your response will be based on how much of the word of God is in your heart at that, at, at that moment, you know? So if you think about another example, look at David, the life of David. He faced so many challenges, even though the word of God was evident in his life. Hallelujah. So many of them were lasting for years, but somehow he, he pressed on. Hallelujah. He pressed on. And you and I, we can get to that place where we develop the capacity to, to believe God for anything and everything. But the source of it will start from the word. We will get to a place by the grace of God if we stay consistent with the word where we become rooted and grounded and established in the word of God. You will be able to repel disease. You will be able to stop worry. You will be able to resist sin. Hallelujah. You will be able to override doubt. You will be able to dissolve offense. Why? Because offense comes every day. You will be able to block pressure. It's like building your spiritual immune system to a situation, to a place whereby nothing can penetrate it. Discouragement cannot even sway it. Fear cannot stop it. Bad news cannot move it. Adversity cannot affect it. That will be our portion in the name of Jesus. Why? Because the entrance of the word means that your faith is growing and you become, I mean, your roots, they grow down in Jesus. Hallelujah. Your roots grow down in Jesus. Your faith becomes strong in the truths that you are reading and you are being taught. Hallelujah. And you start to bear fruit. You start to bear fruit in the place of testimonies too. You start to bear fruit whereby you are not oppressed. Hallelujah. You start to also be at a place of peace. Peace becomes a natural result of fixing your eyes on God. Isaiah 26 verse 3. The word says, you will keep him in perfect peace. All who trusted you, all whose thoughts are fixed on you. It means that your thought life, you hold it down. Why? Because your thought life is full of the word of God. Not of all these troublesome thoughts. Hallelujah. In the battlefield of the mind, you are always winning because your mind is full of the word of God. So God has made provision for you and I to overcome. God has made provision for you and I to be at peace. Hallelujah. To be at peace. You know, is when, when you get to a place where you have, a, you have a lack of peace, when you get to a place where you are anxious, you need to go back, remind yourself of who you are and whose you are and who God made you to be. Remind yourself of your inheritance. Hallelujah. And we'll start to we'll change your, change that. Let the mirror of the word of God inform you of who you are. Hallelujah. Don't let thoughts come in and say, well, you did this last week. So you are a sinful man. No, no, no. You are righteous every day. Why? Because the word of God, Jesus gave you his own righteousness. And you start to renew your mind with the word of God. You won't see yourself condemned anymore. Hallelujah. You will have an overcomer's attitude. Those setbacks, you won't even tolerate setbacks. You will not tolerate disease. You will not tolerate lack. And you stand 
based on you being firmly planted on the word of God. So we thank God for his word. We thank God for this word. And by the grace of God, we will start to develop a strong spirit. That's my prayer for all of us, myself included, so that all of us, we can walk in the fullness of everything that God has for us so that we can conquer the places that are weak and start building up, start building up even more. And by God's enabling, you and I will be like David, will be like Abraham, who are overcomers. Hallelujah. I'm like the Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word. And I want you to pray as well. I want you, you know, before we even pray uh, as a church, I want you to pray. I want you to start. I want you to start to be honest with God, you know, as to the place where his word sits in your life. I want you to be honest with God and start to consecrate yourself again to God and his word. Say, God, help me. Help me to give your word first place. Help me to understand. Help me to get to a place where uh, your word, I immerse myself in your word. I immerse myself in your word. So I can really, I can really live from this born again spirit that you created me to be and not my flesh. The flesh has limitations. I want you to just consecrate yourself afresh and say, God, please give me a passion for your word. Help me to stay disciplined. Help me to stay consistent. Help me to put the word in my, through my eyes, through my ears, through my mouth. Help me so that the word, I can plant it in my heart so that that word can do its perfect work. Hallelujah. I want you to start to pray. I want you to start to pray. Hallelujah. I want you to start to consecrate yourself to God and his word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to stop.